0: And the ghost said, This episode is brought to you by Cards Against Humanity. But then the phone rang, and the babysitter answered it. And the voice said, They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show! (laughs) That's scary.
1: Feeling gray? Need a break from all that human governance?
0: Then come and experience the seven levels of relaxation at Dulce Day Spa.
1: Escape the stresses of the surface world as you soak in one of our embryonic vats, now with complementary cattle viscera.
0: Soothe your aching muscles in our geothermal heat tunnels. Our stones aren't just hot, they're dangerously radioactive.
1: Sweat out the toxins you may have been injected with as you experience full body exhaustion in one of our forced labor mines. Here at Dulce Day Spa,
0: we know that sometimes you just want to be abducted from all of the stresses of the day-to-day world. So leave the driving to us. Simply make an appointment
1: and we'll come get you. Treat yourself to one of our head-to-toe molten granite exfoliations.
0: Our subterranean estheticians know all about shedding skin.
1: At Dulce Day Spa, we'll take away your cares and give you new ones. So book today.
0: Now with more locations
1: than you've ever imagined. Dulce Day Spa. Put
0: Put your your world
1: world into new new order. order. Listener, <laughs> you've been selected for a very special <laughs> task to listen, to laugh, to learn on this episode of Blurry Photos.
0: Blurry Photos sounds a lot like Desperado, <laughs> yeah. I'm too late.
1: I am the Black Beret David Flora,
0: and I'm just an intern, Dave Stecco. Uh, you know, just, just here to help. Uh, you know, I heard that uh, they they hire a few every year, so you know I'm really going for it.
1: feel like, I, I could really climb the, the ladder this is here. My
0: shot, this down. Is my shot, yeah. We're I oh, I'll, hello everyone. We're, hi, we're hitting this hard. Yeah, man, we're coming right at it because this is a fucking fun episode. Not like that other episode, you know. You know the one I'm talking about. You know,
1: we don't, don't even know. have to name it. Yeah, you get it. Um, there's a lot to this one.
0: Oh, shit. We've got a lot of listener requests for this. Yeah. It has been rattling around in our coffee can of shows for a while. We finally decided to pour it into a hot steaming mug and sip it right here in front (laughs) of God and everybody.
1: That's right. When you pour something that's room temperature into a (laughs) hot steaming mug, it actually (laughs) evens out pretty well. Yeah. But sometimes your lip gets stuck to that mug. Yeah. Yeah. I lost a lot of lip skin to this episode. <laughs> we're paying a lot of lip skin to this episode, man. What a what a topic that just everybody's covered. <laughs>
0: yeah, they really have, uh, and so now we're we're doing it too, I guess, because you know, yeah, listening to it. So duh, it's it's done. All right, you can get mad about it, but it's already happened. So just shut up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're in, you're in it for the long haul yeah. as we talk about the dulce Bass.
0: Yeah, the
1: sweetest base in America. <laughs> now you you know you're on to a good topic when the body has covered it. Yeah, and in his television show, in his in his in his television programs, uh, Jesse the Body of Ventura.
0: Oh yeah, he did on his conspiracy show,
1: Jesse Ventura.
0: Hi, I'm <laughs> ex governor Jesse Ventura. These are conspiracy. <laughs> Can't do it now. I had it before. Maybe I never
1: had it. You no. You 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 have it somewhere in there. You you had okay. some, a lot of horse mouth going on there. Yeah, somewhere. I did have a lot of horse mouth. <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> I don't feel like Jesse Ventura lives terribly far away from my Sean uh, Connery. No, well, he's like the weird third cousin of Sean Connery and uh, uh, Jimmy Stewart. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> It doesn't matter. What yeah. matters is this goofy ass uh, Dulce base. I mean, because this is a this is a, a lightning rod in the uh, conspiracy world. It's a nexus of sorts. It, is, it is aliens meet reptilians meet the Illuminati meet the New World Order meet government conspiracy eat meat yeah
1: oh man human meat
0: yeah human meat <laughs> cattle it, meat. Jesus, I, this goes in so many directions simultaneously that I, I, I had a, just a blast doing research on this Yeah, because I was it's just, because uh... I, I, every road went everywhere. And no matter where you went, it's not like not going back, not checking that other road is going to cost you anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was like all reward, no risk. <laughs> it's true. I, I went up and down a lot of roads in this. Yeah,
0: yeah, you really I, did. I was
1: on a motorcycle of of fear and <laughs> and hatred.
0: <laughs> yeah, and now you get to listen to his wheelies of entertainment.
1: <laughs> yeah, so let's chain whip this thing into action and give it the old blurry <laughs> photos pennant stare. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so as, as far as extraterrestrial activity hotspots go, the American Southwest is probably number one on the list, I would think. Uh, The likes of Roswell, Area 51, the Phoenix Lights are among the most recognizable in ufology. But there is yet another that conjures concepts of a whole cavalcade of conspiracy. (laughs) Dulce Base is a supposed infamous underground government facility located in New Mexico, wherein lies a confluence of gray aliens, reptilians, the New World Order, unthinkable human experiments, diabolical future tech, government cover-up, a war between ETs and humans, also for your mind, and infinity things we just don't even know about. Yeah. Because we don't have clearance.
0: This is like an internet junk drawer. Yeah. And all we wanted was a couple of f***ing batteries, and we (laughs) got to go through the whole thing to get them. I was
1: looking for the flash drive. Uh, (laughs) Where is that thing? (laughs) Now, uh, conspiracy of the base began in the late 70s early 80s when a man purporting to have picked up on communications and living around the area blew the lid off the cover-up from there the dulce base story has grown a little alien plant in a little shop of horrors feed me 4chan (laughs) feed me (laughs) we'll be taking a look at the origins of the story the major players involved what is claimed to transpire there and whether there is any solid evidence to back these claims up. Should you be stocking up on colloidal silver and water filters? Whoa, 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 whoa.
0: Don't drag that into this, okay? That's like in the middle of this saying, oh, should you be doing 10 push-ups and 10 sit-ups every morning? You always should be, and it doesn't matter. Of course you should be stocking up on colloidal silver and water filters. The only question you need to ask yourself is, do you love your family? Are you a patriot? Yeah. Can you be vigilant
1: eternally? Big thanks to Gray Cat for our stockpile of colloidal silver, by the way. Yeah,
0: it's it's in soap form. I wash the lies away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so let us get into origins of this, because this is a uh, this is a turkey leg at a rind fair. Of, <laughs> yeah, it's got a lot of
0: tendon in there. Ugh. Man. That first bite's a lot of fun, but you're going to be settling into Tendon Town before you,
1: before you know it. Man, oh man. Once, never again. Yep. Heading on down to Tendon Town. <laughs> uh, as we said, the meat of the story came out in the late 70s, but the area has had its share of unexplained <laughs> and eye-squintable activity for decades prior. UFOs have been spotted all over New Mexico since at least the 40s. In 1945 an unidentified object supposedly crashed in the small town of San Antonio south of Albuquerque not that San Antonio. Yep. In 1947 something came down in Roswell which is a ways southeast of there. Also in 47 something reportedly crashed in the western desert of San Augustine. Florida. Uh, did we ever
0: talk about I went to Roswell once. Really? Yeah. No, we didn't. I, I, don't, I didn't know that. Uh, which I how I don't know how after four and a half years this has never come up. <laughs> but um, when the the first there there's two X Files movies now, right? I don't keep okay. up. Okay, sorry. sorry. Uh, when the first one came out back in the day, my friend Mark got this great idea, uh, and so we rented a Winnebago. We drove it to the theater. We saw the X Files movies movie. Left the theater, got into the Winnebago, and drove to Roswell, <laughs> just Grief. as a just a weird alien. What's going on weekend? <laughs> it's uh, it's a town. It's a very it's a small town. I, I I've been to the alien. I think it's called the yeah the the hotel or whatever there. Mm-hmm. Went to the the museum, the uh the the UFO museum. It's not very large, sure, but uh, bigger on the inside. Nope, nope, about, about what you'd expect. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, truth be told, there's not a much to be said about it. It's, a, it's kind of a tourist trap. Sure. I didn't, you know, um, but I, I just realized that at no point did I ever mention that I once went there just for a, a fun trip.
1: I don't even know you anymore. Right? <laughs> also in 47, something reportedly crashed in the western desert of San Augustine, up in the northwest corner of the state. Something crashed in 1948 by the town of Aztec. What, what is bringing down aircraft in New Mexico? That's, yeah. that's the story here. Right? People, people can't fly around there. And then one of the biggest mass sightings of UFOs in history occurred in March of 1950 in the nearby town of Farmington. For three straight days, some 1,500 witnesses reported seeing what was described as an armada of perhaps 500 saucers flying in the air above town. And Dulce's not far uh, from there to the east. Did we mention that in the aerial phenomenon episode? I can't remember if we did or not. It seems like something that pff, warrants a, a mention at least twice. Hmm. It's nuts. They don't know what happened. They don't right. know what it, it was.
0: You know what? There are a couple of these things, and I know it's not our usual do, but I, I, I'm kind of feeling a little pull of gravity towards like these, like the battle for LA. Um, there are some like the uh, the the Washington, uh, yeah, you know, like there are some really huge, very publicly documented. And I haven't looked into them at and all. Fe- Phoenix lights, the Phoenix lights, you know? uh, UFO sightings, and I don't know. I I know that we don't really do UFO sightings, but well, maybe maybe we should do an episode about them sometime.
1: Maybe, yeah,
0: because I I'm interested in them, and and weirdly enough. I feel like every single UFO sighting show is either about Roswell or about like some one-time tiny sighting, but I never, I never yeah, seen like a
1: backwoods black triangle or something.
0: Right, but I, I don't know, and I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure there's TV shows that have covered these things. I've never seen them. Hmm. Um, yeah, so maybe I don't we know. Can look into it. Yeah. Hey, listener, what do you think? In
1: 1967, the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission detonated a nuke underground about 21 miles southwest of Dulce. Its intention was fracking. They were trying to le- to release natural gas through explosions, and it was called Project Gas Buggy. Uh, and we have mentioned Taos, I believe, in our Strange Sounds episode, which is the location where a weird droning sound is heard by about half the population. Isn't that right? Isn't that what, what there's like a... Yep. A, a weird hum, sound, house hum. Yeah. Uh, so uh, New Mexico in general has just seen more than its fair share of weird stuff in the skies and cry, apparently crashing into the ground. No, thank you.
0: Now, about 12 years later, an Albuquerque man named Paul Benowitz began making, began making some waves, looking over some rocks... Poking poking a few jaguars. (laughs) You know, just common phrases everyone uses. (laughs) Uh, He's been described as a businessman, an electrician, physicist, inventor, researcher, geologist, part-time rodeo clown, and all-time eclectic interest man. Whatever he was, he decided to investigate the cattle mutilations that were apparently happening near Dulce and did so with a state trooper by the name of Gabe Valdez. He soon reported intercepting radio signals that he said belonged to different extraterrestrial races who were communicating about anti-gravity flying machines and underground installations. He involved as apparently traced those signals to the Archuleta Mesa on the border of Colorado and New Mexico, right by where, Flora? Don't say. Wrong. Oh, no, no, you were right. Sorry, you
1: were right. You're Sorry, my bad. You need to stay away from that button. <laughs> it can get you in trouble.
0: I got an itchy trigger finger. Itchy trigger finger. The results will linger from my stinky trigger finger. (laughs) Stinky trigger finger. Watch it. Well, that's two songs.
1: <laughs> it is, it is. frank we franken song to that <laughs> yeah all right um yeah keep on keep on trucking yeah dulce right yeah. right there
0: dulce is a small town located right on the Hickaria apache indian reservation uh also not far from a ute reservation just the other side of the colorado state line uh it has a population Utes of around- in colorado Yep. you got to be kidding me Um, uh, At the time, it had a population of about 900. Um, So, you know, what better place to hide an underground base than a sleepy little desert town on government property? Benowitz said that he collected almost two years worth uh, worth of surveillance of alien communication, which includes videos of ships of the underground base, abductee testimonies, and he even went so far as to say that the base at Dulce was used by, I mean, listen, why have just one race of extraterrestrials? Have them all. No, Yeah, have them all. It is um, uh, the the LAX of, of bases. Anyone can fly into or out of uh, Dulce.
1: LaGuardia. <laughs> oh. Nobody <laughs> likes LaGuardia. Also, from henceforth, it's surveillance. Surveillance. Did I say that? No, but it's alien surveillance. That's true. Surveillance, surveillance of aliens is surveillance.
0: Yep. You're absolutely right.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: he was then contacted for an interview by an abductee named Myrna Hansen, who agreed to go under hypnotic regression to talk about her time at the base. She claimed to have been abducted in 1980, uh, in 1980 along with her son and taken inside the Dulce base. She described humans placed in cold storage and large vats filled with the remains of cattle and human body parts. Good for a soak. Listen. Don't don't make fun of the Dulce Base cafeteria, okay? They're making those ladies, they've got to provide like 800 lunches a day and there's not a lot of funding. Okay, so just take it easy on them.
1: There is work that goes into it. They yeah. open cans and they stir. They also have to lift heavy pots to pour that stuff into serving trays. I mean, shit. Yeah. Also, they have to inventory those little milk cartons. <laughs> That's milk?
0: <laughs> now, Benowitz was so thoroughly convinced of insidious motives by beings not of this world and freaked out that everyone was in trouble because of the proximity to the nearby Manzano nuclear weapons storage area, he pr- which, if everything is as... As advertised for this guy, like like it was an accident, like no one realized that their secret alien base is right next to the nukes. Like oh sh. Anyway, he presented his findings to the Air Force Office of Special Intelligence at the nearby Kirtland Air Base. Flora, why? From the moment he delivered his report to the Office of Special Intelligence, they grabbed it and ran with it, right to the trash can. <laughs> they did nothing. <laughs> Uh, He released another report, this time to the Aerial Phenomena Research Organization, uh, saying, quote, The total alien basing area apparently contains several cultures, all under the designation Unity, and is approximately three kilometers wide by eight kilometers long and is located in the middle of nowhere on the Hickory Indian Reservation west of Dulce, New Mexico. Based on the number of ships presently in this area, the total alien population is estimated to be at least 2,000 and likely more. At this point, it's said that the uh, Air Force Office of Special Investigations began a disinformation campaign against him and maybe even began feeding him false information in his surveillance to the point where he had to withdraw from the issue entirely. He eventually had a nervous breakdown and lived quietly the rest of his life, dying in 2003, of natural causes that look suspiciously like lasers. <laughs> what a story. Yeah, I I mean, I would be curious to to hear the radio chatter. Oh, yeah. that he was intercepting.
1: I would too. Now we're purposefully leaving out a few details about the base itself because we're gonna come back to that in its whole
0: No, we're leaving it out because we're shills for the NWO <laughs>
1: God, How else it. are we going to keep those NWO checks? Just read the. <laughs> Stop trying to be some kind of patriot.
0: <laughs> Listen, Flora, I'm not fing with that NWO. <laughs> those checks need to keep flowing in here. How else are we going to afford all the new for our rocket packs? <laughs> keep talking. Just keep
1: talking. <laughs> Frustrated adjustments. microphone that would be quite a story in itself if not for the sequel to the Binowitz saga 1987's lid blowing chart topper Thomas Costello and the Dulce Papers (laughs) with
0: their their great big hit uh, look look out (laughs) (laughs) Thomas Costello and the Dulce Papers does sound like a doo-wop group
1: yeah wow This is an interesting part of the Dulce mythology as a whole, and we'll get to why later. But for now, we'll go over what Costello or Costello did. Costello's background is described thusly. In 1961, he was a sergeant at Nellis Air Force Base near Las Vegas and was a military photographer with top-secret clearance. In 1971, he was offered a job as a security tech with Rand Corporation which is a long-time suspected NWO institution. Hmm. 1977, transferred to the Dulce base as a photo security specialist, where his job specification was to maintain, align, and calibrate video monitoring cameras throughout the underground complex and to escort visitors to their destinations. Also, with that, carried a clearance of Ultra 7. Whoa! (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's, it's not, not Ultra clear. 5. It's, one. It's, <laughs> it's not Ultra 6.
1: <laughs> After seeing the apparent atrocities that went on there, his conscience got the better of him and he decided to leave the job, but not before collecting photos and classified material to take with him. <laughs> Vigilant. Prior to hiding the original documents, he made five copies and, using go betweens, distributed them to the UFO community. These documents became known as the Dulce Papers and contain evidence of the base and what happens there. Leaving was more like escaping, however, and had consequences. He put his family in hiding because of his worry about retribution from his mysterious employers, but it was to no avail. His family was captured and threatened unless he returned the classified material and gave himself over. So he pieced the F out and never saw his family again. Sometimes is what you gotta do. He stayed on the run, but was apparently able to give some interviews here and there to ufologists during this time. He eventually disappeared and is presumed to be living under the radar in Europe, or dead, or other stuff that we'll get to. (laughs) Well, I mean, what's the difference? You're living in Europe, you know, come on. You might fault him for that decision to just uh, uh, run away, but like, when you're dealing with uh, entities as, as sinister as Uh, a shadow government and um, world corporations and aliens and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, They're not going to leave anybody alive.
0: No. And, and that's, you know, you know, we'll, we'll save some of this for the discussion later on, but whether, whether you believe him or not, he believed him. Yeah. And in that, in that scenario, going to ground is not, not such an unexpected move, or such a, a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So, moving on uh, into the 90s, a fellow by the name of Phil Schneider began le- uh, began lecturing at UFO conferences about Dulce and his apparent experiences. Phil was a scion of the Navy; his father <laughs> being uh, Captain Oscar Otto Schneider, uh, and he claimed that he worked on the Philadelphia Experiment and had uh, confessed on his deathbed that he was an ex-German U-boat captain, thus the Otto in there. Among Phil's claims about himself were the many jobs he held, including working for Lockheed, being a self-taught geologist and explosives expert, working for the Office of Naval Intelligence with months spent at Area 51 and uh, being a Department of Defense construction contractor for Morrison Knudsen between 1977 and 1981. Okay. Oh, I mean, I don't want this to get buried, so let's just let's just look at look at that for a second. I think we've all heard of Lockheed. They're a pretty famous uh engineering company, both aeronautical, weapons, you know, all that stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Think they need to hire a lot of self-taught people
1: if they're geniuses.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh I I, I, did, they, did they have an ad in the newspaper? Need geologist geologists slash
1: explosives expert? <laughs> Must be self-taught. Yeah. Minimum five years experience. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> um, requirements? No formal education. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, for his job with Morrison Knudsen, he claimed to be involved in the engineering of deep underground military bases all over the world using, quote, explosive shape charges, which would, quote, Blow the room into existence.
1: Blow the lid
0: on it. (laughs) Yeah. Blow blow a lid into it. (laughs) During this time, he was tasked with building some additions to Dulce, also utilizing boring machines that would liquefy rock and entered into smooth black glass behind it. In 1979, drills broke into a large cavern that was, quote, infested with gray aliens, (laughs) and a firefight ensued he claimed to have killed two of them before being hit by a light green cobalt radiation beam that was fired by one of the aliens. Badly injured and burned, but still alive, Phil was able to make it back to the surface and survive. He was one of only three men to survive the encounter. 66 Secret Service agents, FBI agents, and Black Berets died in the skirmish. The fight became known as the Dulce Wars. Because... You know, one fight, that's the war. <laughs> Phil later said that he had scars from the radiation blast and that it gave him cancer. He became determined to expose the base and the government, lecturing about the government's cover-up, black budgets. What are dumbs?
1: I keep seeing it and I just never took Deep a Deep to... underground military bases.
0: Gotcha. They okay. are ke- dumb. Yeah. I kept seeing that an acronym and I was like, I'll look it up later. <laughs> All right deep underground military bases, advanced technology and new world order slash alien agendas. Uh, He claimed that the government was trying to kill him and that if he was ever found dead, it would be a faked suicide. Spoilers. (laughs) He was found dead in 1996. A catheter tube was wrapped around his neck. Those close to him are sure it was no suicide and that some of the circumstances surrounding the handling of the body was suspect. Either way, he definitely added fuel to the dulce fire, vis-a-vis his catheter tube.
1: Oh.
0: It was all there. I, I just put what, them together. I see what you
1: did. Um, so <laughs> I wish I hadn't. If you're not driving, take a shot.
0: If you are driving, uh, you know, do something
1: else with your time. <laughs> Smack yourself in the face, all right? Uh, well. You know, at this point, a well-placed Sucalos sound. Is such a thing even possible? Yes, it is. Nice.
0: Really like where where your head's at there.
1: Also, I'm going to throw in a dry fuss. What? Come on! What? What?
0: What? What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't blow the whole f***ing budget. I mean,
1: whoa. It's after Christmas, money to burn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Christmas bonus is in, and it's all <laughs> right. going to sound effects. Let's let's keep trucking. There will be time for explanation if we if we get through this next part. <laughs> you, it,
0: only if though, because there's a real good chance that uh, we might just uh, we might not make it here. Uh, might yeah, be as far as we go,
1: it might it might get too hot for you, listener. You might have to turn it off, so, lest you burn your sensitive ears. <laughs> Is that
0: how it works? Yeah, I like Me- that version. M- metaphors.
1: Metaphors are going crazy. Um, let's talk about what's going on at this base. What is happening? Ah, Dulce.
0: It's the sweetest bass. Just quit picking on it. It's just a sweet little bass. It even says, Hi, my name's Dulce. Hola. Oh, oh, <laughs> hola. Me amo. Es- oh, no, wait. Wait. Me amo. Es Dulce. <laughs> <laughs> what was it going to be? Well, I, I was afraid that talking? I was I, I was afraid that I was speaking French or Spanish in the wrong order. And then I was like,
1: "No, you're right. You're doing it." All right. So what what goes on there? Well, pretty much whatever vile thing you can imagine.
0: Yeah, whatever the Shenanigan Patrol
1: wants you to know about. First of all, let's talk about the structure of the base. It's huge. Seven levels extend two miles below ground with space for tens of thousands of humans and aliens. Yeah, yeah. Some say it it is built like the Pentagon in sort of a uh, uh, five-walled... Pentacular
0: in in reference to our Dark Master, the Father of Lies.
1: Others say that it's in circles with tunnels connecting like the spokes of a wheel.
0: Dante-esque.
1: It has a central hub which is controlled by base security. I'm pulling this off of one of those websites that just has everything that Did you that, notice that, how many websites
0: have the exact I mean like the exact same article?
1: Mhm.
0: had all the same pictures in the same order everything was like above top secret UFO report like they all had like one
1: cut and paste article on this. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just here here's the 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 plan here is to get out all the fun stuff and then we'll talk about it. Yeah. So, so uh, uh stay stay on the zipline here with us. The security level, the the clearance, I guess, goes up as one descends to the lower levels. Not confusing. Most signs on doors and hallways are in the alien symbol language and a universal symbol language understood by humans and aliens. Now Thomas Costello stated that after the second level, everyone is weighed in the nude, then given a uniform. Up you go, lass. <laughs> Vis- visitors are given off white uniforms, jumpsuits with a zipper. The weight of the person is put on a computer ID card each day. Any change in weight is noted. And if over three pounds, a physical exam and x ray is required. Fat shamers. Everything is controlled by advanced magnetics, even the lights. Here's a description of the seven levels. Level one, home to general maintenance. Yes. It's where you got your broom
0: closet, your general contractors, couple of electricians, unions, IBEW, local 666.
1: Level two. Garage for trains, shuttles, toot, toot. shuttles, tunnel boring machines, and disc maintenance. You know, if you get your if your CD scratches.
0: Uh, you got your pipe fitters, your steel workers, couple of teamsters. You know, someone's gotta move these tunnel boring machines around. You think you're covered for that? I don't think so. Teamsters.
1: <laughs> Level three. This is where you get weighed. And, uh, and get all nerked and everything, like we said. Hey, uh, they don't don't try to sneak any sweatpants on
0: level three. They don't catch you. You just got to let it all hang out, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was weird the first couple of times, but I got to be honest. I've come to look forward to waiting day. It's the only time I feel free. And you want to know what? I feel beautiful. I feel beautiful.
1: Level four contains human research in paranormal areas.
0: (laughs) It's also where they watch all the film footage gained on level three,
1: (laughs) (laughs) including hypnosis, mind control, mental telepathy, as opposed to another form of telepathy, remote viewing and astral traveling. Uh, Apparently with the technology here, they can manipulate the bioplasmic body development of a laser weapon that can remotely cause burns and discomfort on its target. They can lower heartbeats with deep sleep delta waves, induce a static shock, then reprogram via a brain-computer link. I guess that's reprogram a person?
0: Uh, Yeah. Yep. Uh, It's also where the uh, arcade is, so lots of people go up there to play Galick. Because here's the thing. They haven't shipped a new game in there since the early 80s. It's all like scientists, so they can keep it running, but it's like... It's like Galaga and Pac-Man, and you've never seen more competition for a high score. Mm-hmm. They used to have they used to have air hockey, but everyone was getting their fingers hurt and shit, so they
1: they took it out. Level five. This is where the aliens live. Level five. It's a little, little deep cut from,
0: uh, from Flash Gordon.
1: Quote, the room is circular for the electromagnetic generator is nearly 200 feet diameter and covers the fifth and sixth levels in the extreme west-south wing.
0: So wait, they put the they put the aliens on the same floor as the generator? It seems like a
1: dick move. Yeah. You gotta You gotta get your jabs in the slats where you can. I guess. Slat jabbing. There are five entrances plus an escape trap door on the sixth floor. On each floor. Ugh. I don't like this quote. It doesn't make sense. The security is severe. Armed guards patrol 24-7, and in addition to weight-sensitive areas, there are handprint and eye print stations. Here is the device that powers the transfer of atoms. Oh. so It's like an atom ATM.
0: <laughs> now, does, it, does it hurt when you have to, like, Roll your roll your eye in ink and then transfer your eye print to a piece of paper. Only, only the
1: first week. <laughs>
0: yeah. Everyone there is blind. <laughs> I think he meant handprint and like retinal scans, but I like the idea. Eye print.
1: It was written in the in the eighties. They, all they had yeah. was eye prints. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when this was written. Uh, okay, we'll get you. Level six is known as Nightmare Hall.
0: It is a. Full functioning 24 7 spookily dookily house. Everyone gets together, they come up with ideas, there's, uh, there's ghost sounds, and there's like a witch in there.
1: Yeah, they take a train to it, and things pop out on the side. <laughs> <and> like, <"Argh." laughs> oh, ah, ah, ah,
0: ah, ah, it's really great for taking your best gal.
1: <laughs> it holds the genetic labs. Experiments are done on various animals that vastly altered from their original forms. There are multi-armed and multi-legged humans. <laughs> Goro is down there. <laughs> yeah. And several cages and vats of humanoid bat-like creatures up to seven feet tall.
0: Bat squatch.
1: Apparently aliens have taught the humans a lot about genetics, both useful and dangerous. that That's probably from whatever side I, I pulled this from. <laughs> yeah. That, that sounds like an opinion to me. <laughs> uh, uh, here we go. Level seven. Humans in cages here. Humans in cages here. <laughs> Usually drugged or dazed. Here's a finely crafted sentence for you. Allegedly, there is row after row of one thousands of humans and human animal mixture remains in cold storage. Dave. Yeah. One thousands of humans.
0: Wow, row after row of 1,000s of humans and human-animal mixture remains.
1: Yeah, human-animal uh, mixture remains. Here, too, are embryos of humanoids in various stages of development. Also, many human children's remains in storage vats.
0: Now, this seems like a late addition just to up the pucker factor on this, because you've already covered that there were row after row of thousands of humans. And they're like, oh, uh,
1: and children. Yeah, in addition to humans, yeah, right. human <laughs> children. Uh now below level 7, we don't know. But I guess there are more levels that humans haven't been to and well, you're not going to find out about that until they need to to
0: write another book.
1: <laughs> and and it exits into a vast underground cavern series. Uh, also, which humans haven't explored, but it's suspected to be a huge alien area. We hear that a lot. Aliens are, are underground. Yeah. They, they're they either in plain sight, or they're underground, or they're underwater. They are where you're not, or they are.
0: <laughs> right? That's exactly <laughs> That is exactly it. They are where you're not, unless they are. <laughs> Now, there are apparently thousands of miles of high-speed underground maglev shuttles which honeycomb the U.S. underground. You can get from L.A. to New York in 30 minutes, and every single state has multiple deep underground military bases.
1: Dumbs.
0: (laughs) Dumbs. So it's like, like, oh, did you think that Hyperloop was cool? Maybe 40 years ago, but we've been doing better than that since the 80s. Yep, God, thirty minutes. Well, let's see here. Let's see how fast that is. All right, so that means that this uh, maglev train is traveling at five thousand five hundred seventy nine point eight miles per hour, which is Mach seven, which is not in—it's s- not beyond uh, imagination—the airspeed record. Uh, was set by NASA's x43a scramjet back in 2004 with a top speed of Mach 9.6 oh wow yeah so what's the
1: land speed record
0: there's a lot this one is not as as cut and dry because it's like uh, wheeled rocket driven engine oh. you know there's a lot of like subcategories but I'm, it looks like the highest speed that um I'm seeing is yeah about 760 miles an hour.
1: Now the, I guess the land speed record wouldn't matter because they're not on land. They're on Maglev, and so all they've got is air friction, and and unless, unless yeah. they <laughs> unless these underground tunnels are vacuums and there is no air friction, but you know whatever.
0: Yeah, the train trains are not doing nearly so well. Just looking, uh, let's see here.
1: Maglev, though, bro. Those exist.
0: We have, have. here we go. Maglev trains. Top speed of 375 miles per hour. Just sent uh, at a test track in Japan two years ago.
1: I'm sorry. Did I say Japanese underground maglev trains? No. (laughs) Sorry, bro. These are alien future tech underground maglev trains. Okay, well, what about... Science! What about... That's
0: how you get sued. (laughs) That is somebody else's trademark.
1: (laughs) Uh, How about rocket sleds? I don't give a sh. Oh, okay. Are they maglev? Well, no. You're you're running by the power of magnets, not by combustible fuel, human. Maglev maximum is
0: 375. Rocket sled, 6400. Wow.
1: So That's here's the good. thing. That's good.
0: It's not it's way out there, but it's not too far out there.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it is. Yeah. Especially, you know, if they have inertial dampeners.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's all you're nobody really has isn't. to
1: worry about all the blood being in their ass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Everyone should always be a little worried about how much blood's in their ass. And didn't want to say nothing. <laughs> I am right now. Gross. Keep on trucking, right. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a fun statistical deviation. See.
1: If we had our show, we could get on these things and test them out ourselves. Oh my god. How it's much build fun a would it be to watch
0: Flora in one of those those uh those high G testing things? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would kill for that. <laughs> Just ragdolling oh. it. Yeah, What's and the sick? whole time, the whole time he's in there, he has to be eating birdie butts, any flavor beans. Okay.
1: Okay. <sighs> <sighs> Shoving oh, peeps in his mouth. Sweet dreams.
0: <laughs> All right. Now, moving on. Moving on. Enough with the transit shaz. Castillo further reported that the greys, which he calls dows, and the reptilians, which he calls dracos, and... There's a, another layer, the royal reptilians, the Siakars, are working hand-in-hand hand with over 18,000 shorter greys living within the Dulce facility. A colleague of his had come face-to-face with a six-foot-tall reptilian, which, he, which had materialized in his house, which was terrible timing because it showed up just like 30 minutes after he dropped a ton of acid, so <laughs> bad timing. He is also reported to have said in an interview, quote, some reptoids are native to this planet. The ruling caste of, quote, aliens are reptilian. The beige or white beings are called the Draco. Other reptilian beings are green and some are brown. They were an ancient race on Earth living underground. It may have been one of the draconian beings that, quote, tempted Eve in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Flora, quick, check your ass blood. (laughs) (laughs) So gross. I'm never going to say that out loud again. (laughs) Um, Reptilians rightly consider themselves native Terrans. Perhaps they are the ones that we call fallen angels. Oh, really? Or maybe not. Interesting. Yeah, that's just out there. Yeah, (laughs) let's just just, just throw that on the fire. Um, Either way, we humans are considered squatters on Earth. What with our just evolving here. The Draco are the undisputed masters of the 5th, 6th, and 7th levels. Seriously. <laughs> it's a clubhouse, and you are not allowed in. No matter how much fun you hear them having with their drum sets, they're, they're testing out karate moves in the loading bay, you do not <laughs> go in there. Everybody's got a pair of and nunchucks. I, I was just, oh, damn it. I was going to say, and if, you, if I see you with their fucking nunchucks... <laughs> yeah flora you are a <laughs> master oh and they make nachos all the time <laughs> yeah. yeah and they get Nickelodeon but also their parents are gone a lot at night and they have cinemax <laughs> what the humans are only second in command on those levels so it's like they're down there but and yeah you can you can play on the nintendo if no one else wants to but you have to get the off, if someone shows up, mm-hmm. uh, Costello says that he had to argue with one large Draconian boss frequently. His name is difficult to verbalize,
1: but we're sure as shit gonna try. Yes, we are. Farsht. <coughs> 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 Flora, you give it a shot. Oh, I was yeah, that was pretty good though.
0: Okay, Fast. <coughs> Usually, <coughs> Costello just called him Karst. And he hated it. So Castello just kept doing it. Just kept needling him. The draconian leaders are very formal when talking to the human race. These ancient beings consider us a lower race. Thus, their deference. Yeah. Karsh called me Leader Castello. But it was used in a sarcastical way. No, not a sarcastic way. Sarcastical. sarcastical. <laughs> However, the worker caste is friendly enough. And as long as you allow them to speak first. You know yeah you just get along, you know it's uh, hey we're all we're all down here on level six together so. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you are you done with that party pizza? No, spin <laughs> <laughs> sitting there it's I mean, it's probably they don't even want
1: it anymore, yeah, I do, okay, Have you ever heard of Gray's called Dows? no, neither, unless we brought it up in the alien taxonomy episode and in, in that case, I know all about it, but right, no, I mean. <laughs> feel like
0: there's mythological creatures called Daos.
1: Hmm. It's not ringing any bells. Yeah, for me neither. Schneider claimed, quote, Back in 1954, under the Eisenhower administration, the federal government decided to circumvent the Constitution of the United States and form a treaty with alien entities. Sons of bitches. Treason! It was called the 1954 Greta Treaty. After Granada... The Granada, or or Grada, okay, which basically made the agreement that the aliens involved could take a few cows and test their implanting techniques on a few human beings, but that they had to give details about the people involved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you don't just get
0: to make shit up here. Okay. You There's gotta, protocol. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. There's protocol.
1: Slowly, the aliens altered the bargain until they decided they wouldn't abide by it at all. Pray I don't
0: alter it further, they said.
1: Back in 1979, this was the reality, and the firefight at Dulce occurred quite by accident. Uh, Part of the New World Order's takeover, according to Phil, was 107,200 prison boxcars that have been built. These boxcars were said to incorporate 143 pairs of shackles each, enough for 15 million U.S. dissidents who refused to go along with the plan.
0: But wait, then if that's the case, then what are we doing with all the decommissioned Walmarts? I'm so confused.
1: Well, these citizens would be shipped to one of the 600 pre-existing FEMA detention camps.
0: Oh, yeah! God, I love
1: it when I'm on the ball. Which were funded under the Reagan-authorized Rex 84 Project Garden Plot and Operation Cable Splicer.
0: Operation Cable Splicer? <laughs> uh,
1: we don't have time to go into all the unbelievable claims of advanced aircraft and tech that uh, Phil Schneider yeah, came we up do. with. But
0: yeah, we do. No,
1: I want to keep going.
0: Okay. Hey, everybody. You heard it. I I tried. I tried. And he was all like, f*** you. So... <laughs>
1: Uh. <laughs> Sorry. How, lo- how long has FEMA existed? Let me just Greg that up for you. Started
0: in 1979. All right. It was established under the 1978 reorganization plan number no. three and activated in 1979 by President Jimmy Carter by executive huh. order.
1: Wow. I was not aware that FEMA was has been around that long. Yeah. yeah. Now, Costello had a different take on the Dulce Wars. Saying, quote, I frequently encountered humans in cages, usually dazed or drugged, but sometimes they cried and begged for help. We were told they were hopelessly insane and involved in high-risk drug tests to cure insanity. We were told never to speak to them at all. At the beginning, we believed that story. Finally, in 1978, a small group of workers discovered the truth, and that began the Dulce Wars. End quote.
0: You got these Del say was have.
1: Right. The, so so according to that, it was more of a uh, an information lid blowing than a uh accidentally drilling into an alien hive.
0: Right? Oh uh, yeah, because that would make it yeah, seem more like a, a conscientious act like, Oh, we figured out your sh now it's on. Yeah. As opposed to like we barged into your locker room, whoops a daisy. <laughs> right. We
1: barged into your locker room, time to die. Uh, He also said that the aliens don't want the land or the gold or the minerals or water that we possess, nor even the human or animal life. What they do want is magnetic power that surges on and through the earth. The aliens harvest this magic power in a way unknown to us, hence magic. Thomas said the aliens recognize this power as more valuable than any other commodity on our globe. Jesus. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Um pot poly embryoni. Yep. Um lots yep. of Im- embryos stuck to uh, gene splicing, cloning, RS study, mind control, uh the, the the planet is a staging point for the reptilian Nordic War, uh, not Nazi connection with pro- Project Paperclip. Uh, well, that's, it. uh we that's it. we can't go Shit. That. I mean, is not that enough? God damn it. Your plate's full. Your <laughs> plate else is do full. What? Leave us alone. Any anything you want to throw in or uh, touch on before we we start sussing things out?
0: Uh no, I mean that's just it like we you know like that list that you just gave literally was us just that wasn't the whole list. We just stopped. <laughs> yeah. I mean it really anything that we have covered in an episode of blurry photos you could probably dig far enough and get to in this. Mhm. Um, it's, it's, it get like I said, it's a, it's a grab bag. It's a, it's one of those nexuses where people put their pocket theory and and see, it'll be like, Hey, that's how, yeah, this fits right in there. This is what, that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and I've been, I mean, looking through this, uh, like a lot of things we cover here, no shortage of YouTube videos. Oh, um, I think
1: YouTube's made up of these videos. It's like the bedrock. Yeah. It really, really is. And
0: they're all like two hours long. Yeah, I that. and they just they just don't make a lick of sense a lot of the times. They're those weird ones where it's like read by like a a, a robot robot
1: voice, like Siri reads it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or it's just writing. I hate that. Don't don't put a video on YouTube that's just writing. I'll read a <laughs> book if I want to
0: read. If it something. comes to it, I'll read a book. You know, like some of these videos, these are the videos that um, they have uh, secret footage smuggled out of Dulce Base, but they're always like super blurry. And honestly, a lot of times they're stills from like sci-fi shows or movies. They don't show really much of anything. And, you know, when, when these things come up, like the person who put up one of these things was originally this video was posted by somebody else before the nwo trolls on the payroll uh (laughs) deleted it you know like if you're if you you know it's like the alex jones thing if you're watching this you are the resistance uh you know this information has to be disseminated by water filters the one that i watched the longest caution dulce base exposed by insider illuminati the one thing that I've heard in a couple of these things, and maybe just in general, and maybe it's just pissing me off here and now, but there's this, this thing that I've noticed in listening to these where people will say, for example, this video, um, oh, this Dulce base, it's on the Colorado border. Some of the people involved when in it lived in Denver, uh, home of DIA. That's interesting, isn't it? I just thought that was Interesting. And there's a certain manner in which people use that word when they are saying, I would like these to be connected, but I couldn't find any reason to connect
1: them or I didn't
0: feel like looking, but I want you to feel like I connected them.
1: Yeah. And this is something. I'm going to plant that seed in your brain.
0: Right. So people, oh, I just thought that it was interesting. They say it dismissively as though they're stepping back, but what they're really trying to do is link to things that aren't linked. And and it's the same thing as, you know, what what is this whole country going through right now, where people just launch whatever the hell they want on the news, and then say, well, I'm not. I just thought it wasn't worth discussing. I'm just bringing this out for the purposes of us, you know, mm-hmm. you know, this is what this is what I'm hearing. But that's that's not what you're doing, you know, and 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 just in the in the paranormal realm in general, the the overuse of the phrase interesting. As though they're going to do more research, but they aren't. As <laughs> though they're going to to dig further into a thing, and and I mean, I'm not saying no one's allowed to use the word interesting. I'm sure we've said it a billion times here, but it's it. I just from listening to to to, to it being abused so many times in these exact videos for Dulce Base over and over, I was like, f- stop saying that. If there's a connection, make it. If there isn't, move the f- on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, and it happens I've seen it with uh just the like the Taos connection and which we brought up earlier, but instead of just saying, oh, and Taos is nearby, interesting, you know, people can actually say, well, there's a humming that goes on. It could be the power plant of Dulce or it could be drilling mines underground. Yeah. You know, that, exactly. that people constantly hear. And
0: just because I mean something happens. Near something else, it's not good enough, but but all it makes you look like is you're just just begging for for anything you can create, anything you can stick to this little this little hermit crab shell that you're creating of a theory. Mm-hmm. You're just grabbing everything and sticking it and being like, oh, oh, uh, Supermax is in Colorado. That's interesting, isn't it? What? Norad. Interesting. Interesting. interesting.
1: Mm, interesting. Yeah. It's just off F- right off this is this is the part in uh, um, sprockets where we tell you that the information <laughs> was just so there was so much to it it was a little hard to distill it down into a, oh, a bite-sized yeah. form here
0: it, it, the hard thing is to pick the stuff that we would mention i mean because like i said that goes in so many directions like trying to get the actual information just Putting almost blinders on, not trying not to get distracted by mind control and and astral projection and the Draco Wars with the 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 Asgard. You're like it's so hard just to keep focused on the base. What is the story of the base? Who are the players? Yeah, who saw what? You know, like that was hard enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, and what we mentioned, like three people. Uh, yeah, that were the major players in this. And there are websites, and I think. I think I'm going to link to them in the show notes. Um, at least one of them, maybe. I, I don't know. There's a lot of. Well, here's real quick. Found an extension on Chrome that can turn uh, the contrast on on the pages, so no more black background, white text for me. Marosa. Oh, you're
0: set free!
1: Gosh, but there are you know many more names that are involved in this. The the son of the Lear. Jet founder was was a big ufologist or something and got into it and like people who have claimed abduction to it and people who have gone out there like there's a t- there's a big list of uh in the in the cast but really you just want to see like Hamlet and the fucking King and, and right. Laertes go at it you know so thanks for listening to uh, all all this garbage there's more garbage out there and. It's it's amazing. I I encourage you to look at uh, the pictures of this, (laughs) and look at the drawings of the base. In particular, I'm going to come back to one of those pictures. I don't know you you may have seen it, Dave, but uh, let me start with uh, talking about Project Gas Buggy, right? uh, Which which people have said was part of the building of Dulce, in that a, a. a nuke was shot into the ground and created a, a hollowed out cavern. Huge, huge place where they could then build stuff. I am not a self-taught geologist.
0: Um, <laughs> I'm no self-taught geologist,
1: but I, I'm just not sure that, uh, explosions and things like that work that way. Right. What with the conservation of mass and all, <laughs> What people failed to point out is that two other similar tests were done in western Colorado in 1969 and 1973, and they all produced disappointing results to the people involved. Anyway, there was too much radiation in the gas to use it, I think. And so people were like, okay, we tried this, didn't work. Uh, The Project Plowshare program, which was what this was under, lost funding after that, so... They they stopped
0: <laughs> now. As what, does the name now. I don't know this. I'm just asking. It is the name an indicator of it of it being a program to try to retask nuclear weapons.
1: Yes, turn those swords into plowshares. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, um, non military use. Non
0: nutritive cereal varnish. It's semi permeable. It's not osmotic. It coats and seals.
1: Okay, so back to the pictures. I want you to uh, uh, look up. Uh, pictures of Dulce base you're gonna see one of them where you're where, where you see like bodies floating in bubbles right you see that one yeah now Dave Google image search these words the sixth day clones the number six the sixth day clones uh oh do you notice anything familiar there Uh,
0: I mean, Schwarzenegger was looking pretty good. He swam past these.
1: Yeah. Where in all this did we forget to mention that Schwarzenegger was at Dulce Base, swimming through the the clone embryos?
0: Well, if we had mentioned it, they would have come after us. We had to keep that from happening.
1: motherfuckers. this is a picture from the movie The Sixth Day. It's a still image of the shit that Arnold Schwarzenegger is swimming through at one point in the movie. It's not part of Dulce. (laughs) <laughs> People are using this as evidence that Dulce exists.
0: Many Bothans died to bring us these pictures.
1: I watched a documentary about that. Thank you. It was okay. <laughs> Alan Tudyk was good.
0: <laughs> he was awesome.
1: The, I stopped there. I didn't want to keep keep going on uh, reverse image searches for the, the shit that comes out, but come on. Yeah. It's like, can, uh,
0: do you know what's really great is if you do the Google image search for Dulce base, you scroll down. Yeah, you see the floating. Sometimes they make it black and white to make it a little more believable. But if you scroll down just a little bit past the fold in the page, it's there's actually a picture of those guys, of those uh those clones, with Schwarzenegger swimming by them. <laughs> like, he's in the Not picture. Not even trying. Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, that was Thomas Costello, right? This also is the, um, famous, infamous, uh, maybe not famous picture of a tunnel. And then there's a gray alien, uh, standing, uh, on the right side of the picture. And he, it's like, you, you caught him like Bay, Bay caught him walking. Yeah. And s- still still, still abduct him though. Still-
0: <laughs> and like,
1: he's like, Oh, I, uh-
0: you know what though? I will say this, uh, if you, a little bit of look. So I saw there's a, a website called The Black Vault. Oh, yeah. And they were also like, this is horse shit. Here's <laughs> yeah, I the think movie. I read that. Here's the picture. So good on. I'm glad there are, there are some paranormal websites and, and stuff that aren't just like, mm, oh, more bullshit, please. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to slap an ad on
1: this. I am good enough. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Before it's news,
1: I'm looking at you. Oh no. Speaking of old Thomas Costello, he probably never existed. Yep. The reason we say that is there's no record of a Costello having served in the Air Force in 1961. At least not that anyone's been able to to find.
0: Well, I'm mean, I'm sure there's a a number of Costellos in the Air Force in the year 1961, but maybe yeah. But not not yeah. our boy.
1: This is explained away, uh, apologized for. With saying um, he changed his name for anonymity and also the old classic, it's a practice that's been claimed to to be standard for civilians who work under a contract to corporations and or military or intelligence agencies on classified objects involving ETs where they um, uh, officially remove all public records of the employees as a security precaution in the event they intentionally or unintentionally publicly disclose what is occurring and as a side note it's also been floated that he was invented by the air force office of uh, special intelligence in the disinformation smear campaign against Benowitz now at at this point the, you you cannot separate the water and vodka that's going in here right <laughs> not unless you have very specialized machines and on that it's it's impossible to verify the legitimacy of these Dulce papers Especially if there are any originals out there, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know when people include photographs like the Schwarzenegger movie still, and m- most likely what is a completely fake image of an alien in a hallway? Yep. You just you cannot verify that. It's it's not legitimate at all. That is not evidence because you're not going to be able to provide the negative for it. You're not going to have any kind of like second angle for a photograph. Yep. Papers can be just some lunatic sitting in a, a hobo car scratching away on a napkin. Hobo cars are for napping, not napkin. <laughs> <laughs> no scratching in that hobo no, don't, car. Don't, don't don't hobo scratch. So these these dulce papers, horse. Shit. I'm just <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm calling it out. I'm being a little harsh on it because you know what? F- this noise. <laughs> yeah, Phil Schneider. Now, this is a, a this is a pretty sad case. It's hard to tell what's true and what's not because to me there there are flags that pop up of someone who's given to fancy narcissism and delusion, and it's hard to say definitively without knowing the person. But he sure seemed to exhibit signs of being not all there. Yeah, his claims are on the other side of fantastic, and he had. No solid proof to back him up. Most people close to him say he would never commit suicide, which may be. But he also said that AIDS was created as a population control device by the government and the U.S. has an earthquake machine. So I would take anything that he said or thought with a grain of salt. Right. And now he used these uh, fanciful claims and self-described patriotism to gain some fame in ufology and feed his ego as someone extraordinary. You know, I was the, I was one of a few to survive. I killed a couple of the aliens while I was down there. I know uh, explosives. I, I worked with the Department of Defense. I worked with the Naval Intelligence Office. You know, like, I did all this stuff because I'm a little bit uh, better than the average human here. Now, personally, he reminds me a little of a uh, souped-up Eugene from The Walking Dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh business up front party in the back mhm
1: mm-hmm. and i i think he may be more on the spectrum perhaps but yeah. um you know it's it's just big claims and talking himself up but something's off there uh and someone also did the math and said that in order for his claims to be true with the timeline he provided he would have had to have been 17 years old at the time he began working for the government not to mention his claims of being an aerospace engineer structural engineer, geological engineer during that time. Like yeah. There's a lot of a lot um, self-taught. of stuff. Self-taught, self-taught. And so in the end to to me this boils down to incredible claims require incredible proof. Yep. And these incredible claims have little to no proof from what I found here. Yeah. And there there are lots of seats on this crazy train and I'm I'm sure we didn't sit in the mall, obviously. So I'm putting that caveat out there. Don't get butt hurt. We covered a lot of shit in this. (laughs) Right. And just to conclude my thoughts on this, um, I think it began with Benowitz, who made up the core of it, and it became a casserole of every piece of high strangeness that anyone could throw in. Stone soup. Yep. Stories and accounts contradict themselves, and they seem to be engaged in a game of one-upsmanship. I don't think there ever was a Thomas Costello Uh, interviews that, that he supposedly had were either made up or they were people that were pretending to be him. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Schneider suffered from delusions of grandeur among other illness. And uh, I think there are more plausible black budget NWO type conspiracies out there.
0: Yeah. I agree with that entirely. Now here's, here's something that we have never come back to then. What actually is there? Sure. You know what it is? It's New Mexico's largest coal power plant. Always has been.
1: At in Dulce, at Dulce, or near the Mesa, yeah. or no, at at that location. Huh. Never a military base. That's ever. funny. I, I I actually didn't ever find that in in this stuff. So that's interesting.
0: I you know how I found it is? It's actually a um, a news article from almost exactly one year ago uh, about. The history and future of New Mexico's biggest power plant, because it burns coal, the state had signed a bunch of legislation to reduce emissions. It's probably going to get shut down next year. Wow, um, and and it would the I mean the article has it it has nothing at all to do with weird spooklies or duklies. it's about like power legislation and oh well they're bringing on a nuclear power plant somewhere else in the state online there's this solar farm that's opening up that's going to service this area (laughs) it's a really boring story at the end of the day yeah but um what they've chosen and let me you can see like uh here i'll show this to you it has always been since the late 70s a giant ass coal power plant a giant facade yeah wow I mean, and and listen. Do you want to double down and be like, "Well, yeah, they put a power plant on top of it because of all the go f-ing nuts." I'm just saying. At no point was it a military base, right? And and I think well, that's it's important. Underground, Something, of course. Well, and and that's the crazy thing is that it, it, no one ever mentions that. That's what makes me. I was just like, even reading this, I was like, f- "That's a good question. What was this?" When was it a military base? Well,
1: obviously you you can't see it; they don't want you to,
0: (laughs) right? And and I just I mean I put that together just first from just looking it up directly on Google Maps myself. Also, it is not close to Dulce.
1: Oh, really? At all? Uh, It's no closer to the Mesa up there on the border, or what?
0: Yeah, it is not not close. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, if I got directions from here to Dulce, it's 100 miles away. Wait a minute. Show me. There's the station. And there's Dulce. <laughs> 101 miles away.
1: Well, okay. So I don't think that that's the area everybody is usually talking about. I think it's where Dulce is there. If you go north on on the map, it's right like on the border or across the border. Is where Archuleta Mesa is.
0: There's a radio station, KCIE Dulce.
1: Is that up on the hill or the mesa? Because yeah. that's where they say, that's where apparently uh, Benowitz tracked those communications to. And they say that that, that antenna up there is Dulce, not, uh, is, is the base, not radio.
0: Because every every image of Dulce Base that uh, that I see is of this. Here's that's, uh, uprising that's just, nations. The power plant. Jeez. That's the power plant. See close up of the power
1: plant. Then to me that just goes to show that people are just taking pictures of things they think they want it to look like and saying this is what it is.
0: I mean, you, this that's what you get when you just look at these things. A radio station. A power plant a hundred miles away
1: it is is fantastic even
0: <laughs> but damn what a great bedrock for 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 whimsy fiction
1: yeah and speaking <laughs> of which they have had plenty of whimsy fiction out there uh pop culture has this everywhere people are writing books about it now which is getting kind con- of oh, yeah. conflated into the original stories uh like I said uh conspiracy theory with uh trusty Ventura uh had a whole thing and I think there's maybe even video games, but.
0: Oh, I would. I would If I made like, a, what was it, XCOM, I'd have a Dulce map at level. Yeah. Infiltrating the seven hells of alien conspiracy.
1: Oh, yeah. That would be great for like a side-scrolling fighter game.
0: Yeah. They made that game. It was called Mortal Kombat, and you still fight Goro. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Oh, man. And (laughs) reptiles still in the game.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yep. They petitioned to get him in there finally. Yeah. Wow. Oh, shit. Hey, there you go on uh, uh, Dulce Base in a very huge underground alien-filled nutshell. That was glorious.
0: Now, Flora, I'm going to ask you to step into an elevator with me. Maglev. Because we're we're going to the eighth floor. Yeah, Nobody's where the highly there. unstable puns are stored.
1: How does it feel to be a NWO shill, Dave? Oh, fing
0: great. All the money and prestige and power we get from it.
1: Mm-hmm. Plus, not having
0: to pay taxes. Not having to pay taxes. We get those uh, chemtrail respirators. Yeah. I mean, not for our loved ones or family, but you know, we can't win them all. Just for us. We're doing the work. Yeah. Oh, when our votes count for like 1.2 million votes in the general election, that's pretty great.
1: Yeah. We're kind of like super delegates. Yeah.
0: Except for we actually do control who becomes a president. And that's the choice we made.
1: <laughs> Thought it would be quite the jape. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you got? Uh I got uh I got I got a pun. I got, a pun. I got, I got a pocket full of puns here for you. Just a couple pun. There was a group years and years ago of uh, Native Americans uh, of, of the uh, Apache nation who decided to split from the rest of of the tribe when it came time to dole out lands for reservations because um, as much as they, they loved their, their fellow tribesmen, the thing that they loved more was jazz fusion piano, and uh, the rest of the tribe just wasn't having it, which is why to this day in New Mexico you can find the... Uh, chick korea apache indian reservation
1: <laughs> one more time look him up <laughs> let's see here uh i've got an off-limits underground layer where secret plans are made and experiments conducted while the brightest minds are trapped with no hope of escape and no i don't want any pizza rolls right now mom <laughs> it's dulce basement
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome <laughs> I think that's the winner. I don't know if I'm going to beat that. <laughs> There's a place in New Mexico that is uh, that offers kind of a unique thing for people whose features are too pleasing to the eye. If, you know, being super attractive is its own kind of curse. Not that I would personally know that. but um, And for some people, they just need that nightmare of people always trying to talk to them and stuff. They need it to end. And so there is a clinic in northern New Mexico that offers uh, deconstructive surgery. Uh, it's called Repulse Face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Repulse. Yeah. Pretty good. Take us home, Flora. All right. There was a project in the late 90s where Harvey Fierstein would go on talk shows and talk shit about celeb fashion and dating dropping truth bombs in an experiment to see if the shows could get better ratings. It was Project Sass Buggy.
0: (laughs) Oh, stop. Uh,
1: (laughs) That's what I wanted to hear. And that's it for puns.
0: Them's puns.
1: Now, we're going to create some hybrids floating in vats where it's just... All sorts of, like, protein liquids and then bits and pieces Uh. of Listener me. All
0: right, let's do this. Kicking it off, we got one from Brunhilde. Lots of umlauts. (laughs) So many umlauts. Umlautful. Are they umlauts or umlauts? They're spelled umlaut.
1: Yeah. Uh, who cares?
0: Moving on. Hi, boys. Uh, guten Tag. Guten Tag. Uh, first, wanted to thank you very much for the wonderful October episodes here in Austria, but also in Germany. October and fall generally are the season for rainy days, gray skies, and bad moods. <laughs> I have to compliment you for having such a lovely, scary season, and then starting also in the holiday season much sooner. We don't really celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah. Or Entedank, as we call it, any more here. Hmm. Entedank.
1: Uh, th- Thanksgiving. Earn to dank. Yeah. Cause Danka. Sweet. Yeah.
0: Thanks. Holiday season for us starts in December. As such, your episodes do a tremendous job of cheering me in a time when everyone is traditionally grumpy. Secondly, I really enjoyed Mr. Flores' German speaking in the Haunted Forest episode. Hey! Danka. Yeah, see? Thank you. While we unfortunately do not have a term for leaving a granny out in the forest to die, <laughs> our most common words for suicide are Selbstmord. mm and the more neutral, sweezied.
1: Suicide?
0: Yeah. Uh, Interesting side note, there is a thing in Germany of copycat suicide that's called Werther Effect from uh, Goethe's book that inspired some people to abdicate life in the same way as the protagonist does, and it's the reason that suicides are generally not reported on German media. Hmm. Uh, uh, I guess it's a similar thing for the Japanese suicide forest. So thank you so much for your scary season laugh, registered trademark. <laughs> Makes me crack up every time. On a side note, I'm not sure how to think uh, how you think about this, but I'd love to send you some Australian slash German Christmas treats. We really need to catch up on these. We're, it's costing us treats now. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm Terrible. fully aware that for some podcasters, there's an absurd and perhaps uncomfortable situation that the listener know way more about the podcast than the other way around. Yeah, no. We 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 have no allergies except for two most notable poisons. And as much as Flora and I have spent time with pirates, neither of us have developed an immunity to iocane powder. (laughs)
1: I'll tell you, if anybody wants to send us stuff, uh, the best way to get a quick response, I think, would be over Facebook message. Yeah,
0: that's our fast, fast train.
1: If you're on Facebook, then hit us up on there. Uh, if not, I'll I'll try and remember to shoot you an email with how to get those. Maybe it's too late because <laughs> it's it's well past Christmas. But either way, we appreciate the offer. Yeah, and thanks for listening to us in Austria. Yeah, always fun to hear from uh, foreign listeners. Thank you so much, Brunhilda. Yeah, thank you, uh, Dave. We've heard from Katrina. Hello. He says, "Dear D and D." This piece of punnage was inspired by my six-year-old son Alex attempts to pronounce various new words he hears on your show. Some claim there is an even more elusive hominid than the famed Bigfoot roaming the northernmost regions of the United States and Canada. Reports have been made concerning its weirdly haunting and depressing cries, which are said to inspire tears and general melancholy in human listeners. One biologist said upon hearing the sounds, he was struck with uncontrollable fits of sobbing. Unfortunately, this cryptid only seems to produce its eerie calls during the darkest part of the year, making it nigh impossible to track down in the lands of the midnight sun. What have cryptozoologists dubbed this never-seen and rarely-heard creature? The Sad (laughs) Squatch.
0: Oh! Oh no,
1: <laughs> Sand Squatch! Oh, such Sand a stop squash. haunting me, <laughs>
0: Come on, guys. Leave me alone. Hangs out, <laughs>
1: hangs out with the squonk in in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, thank, thank, you, you. thank you, Katrina. Thank uh, you, Katrina. I got one. Oh sh, Flora. Uh
0: oh, at the bottom of the oldest grandma's least used purse is the most long-forgotten piece of candy a child has ever deigned to lick. And when asked what the flavor was, he could only look into the abyss and <laughs> mutter, Tastes like dark lemon. <laughs> oh, dark lemon! Dark lemon. <laughs> <laughs> Knobs and gobshites! <laughs> is Mr. Flora really my nemesis? Uh-oh. It's been a while, Uh, but yeah, yeah. I forget why, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I grew up in Epping, one of the locations in the Haunted Forest episode. Yes. I've even been to the hill, and to be fair, it is an illusion. Ah. Though I've only ever rolled up, never in two directions. More interestingly, there's another story from an area of the forest near Cooper'sale, uh, A nearby Air Force base at North Wald shot down a German plane during World War II. Local legend states that the aircraft came down on fire and that the screams from them could still be heard. Mm. More spooky was the fact that the suspected crash site was identified, uh, though the bulk of the wreck could not be found. It was only years later it was revealed by heavy rain, having been buried by by some mix of impact and landslide. Some say the screams stopped after that. Oh, self-burying air crash. (laughs) That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Does that count as an aeronautical mystery or a ghost story? I bet
1: you could slide it in either.
0: Yeah. Either way. Thanks, Dark Lemon. Thank you, Dark I've Lemon. I've always been your friend.
1: Shut up. It's good to hear from you. <laughs> Hark, Dave. Why? These words I speak are not mine own. <gasps> they are the infernal utterings of a devilish apparition. A devilish
0: apparition. <laughs>
1: What does the devilish apparition bring us? It's a, it's a poem. Sweet. Uh this I think is this is based off of um, one of the one of the characters that you came up with. Jasper Clapstitch.
0: Oh yeah, he's you the headless that? armless little toddler that runs through the uh, auction house I used to. No, at. That's
1: right. This yeah. is The Ballad of Jasper Clapstitch. There was a boy who was so bad, a boy of no good fame. He kicked on all his neighbors' doors. Clapstitch was his name jasper clapstitch only ten also bit his nails he gave his mother so much grief she told him of this tale naughty boys who bite their nails will an evil tailor meet he'll cut off your hands your arms your head so please my boy be sweet jasper didn't listen his awful habits kept in the end the tailor got him his poor mother sobbed and wept now jasper clapstitch runs through the dark Kicking on the doors. He's looking for his head and arms. Look out, or he'll take yours. This is the
0: coolest f***ing thing I've ever heard. How about that?
1: <laughs> that, uh, I, I think that that could be based on the old uh, German tale of the, the the tailor who snips off uh, the kids who suck their thumbs. Comes Oh, with, yeah, uh, cuts their thumbs off. Cuts, but, uh, yeah, yeah, adapted to, to suit the little, uh, Auction house haunt. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you, devilish operation. (laughs) Thank you. Got an email from Matt. Hi, Matt. Matt writes, love the podcast. Oh, thank you. Recently discovered and listened to, uh, listened through all of them in a few days. I'm pushing 60s, so I'm probably one of your oldest listeners. I don't know. We have a lot of appeal. (laughs) Uh, Thought you might be interested in this little story related to your haunted forest episode. Uh, My mom was born in England and grew up on the edge of Epping Forest. As children, she and her siblings and friends played in the forest frequently. I remember her telling me one story related to the forest that always stuck with me. Uh, As a teen, she was cutting through the woods on a trail to get uh, to a friend's house on the other side. It was daytime and the sun was overhead when she noticed something off to the side moving in the brambles. She froze in her tracks and looked in that direction, thinking an animal was following her. She distinctly remembered there was no noise to accompany the movement. She told me that anything trying to move in the thicket forest off the beaten path would have surely had to struggle to move through the thick brush. Her eyes came to focus on a figure moving effortlessly through the woods. It was a girl, a milkmaid to be exact. The girl was dressed in attire of a period that my mother guessed to be roughly the 1500s. As my mom stood, stock still, the girl glanced over at her, nodded, and continued on her way through the thick foliage carrying her milk buckets. Mom was a track star in middle school, and so she took off uh, on the run and cleared the forest in record time that day. (laughs) Uh, After that, she always had someone with her when she walked the trails. Mom also told me there were several old stone fountains and chimneys in the forest left over from some earlier time. Also, since since one of you are in Chicago, a town I lived in for 50 years, have you ever checked out Resurrection Cemetery in Justice or Bachelor's Grove? two of my old favorites uh, before moving to my new location in the Smoky Mountains a few years ago. Keep up the good work. Awesome podcast. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Um, um, I think Flora and I uh, are, are just moved out of Bachelor's Grove. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <It's> true. <laughs> I've heard a lot about Resurrection Cemetery and Resurrection Mary, uh, but I haven't been there. Um, I think there's like, what, Archer Road or something that's said to be haunted with one of those hitchhiking ghosts. It's not right in the city. I don't know exactly how far. It's not like um, the other state away distance, but it's not something that if you don't have a car, it's easy to get to. So yeah, I haven't haven't checked those places out, but I have heard of those legends. And it's interesting how many people uh, grew up around Epping Forest. Yeah. Pretty pretty Epping cool. <laughs> you beat me to it. Well played. <laughs> what do we got next, Flora? We've heard from Mint Badger. Hello, Mint Badger. Dear Dave and David. I was first introduced to the show through the spring Hill Jack episode by a friend, which surprised me because I recall reading in a book of Haunted America that nearby Chickamauga Park had a similar character named spring Hill Jack. After the mm. Civil War, Battle of Chickamauga, there were reports of soldiers seeing a man rummaging amongst the unburied dead. When confronted or challenged, the man would look up, revealing red eyes, and run away. I know this is very contrary to the spring Hill Jack in your episode. However, the witnesses noted that this Jack was also able to leap over high walls and into trees. That's interesting. Yeah, fun little thing to know for note. their
0: adventures. Although the lack of uh, authority figures getting slapped and/or chests touched <laughs> mm. and and fire maybe brief. It's like the Maybe it's like the Yule lads. There's thirteen of them, and they're each into their own thing. Oh man, one for
1: <laughs> like like several on 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 different continents. Yeah keep up the good work and let Dave know I get a little chill when he mentions a bit of nerdery like Warhammer or Warcraft. (laughs) Thank you, Mint Badger.
0: Thanks, Mint Badger.
1: And uh, Dave, load up the shout-out machine because I've got a few here for us.
0: Shouts on deck! (laughs) Fire for effect!
1: (laughs) Uh, Big thanks to Ignis Fatuous, Lex, David H. The H stands for Hell
0: Kicker. (laughs)
1: Pandora. Captain Awesome. Old Slingshot Jimmy. <laughs> Wassall Distin. Wassall Distin. Oh, I get it. Mike. Hanover Fist. <laughs> Connor from Minnesota. Corey T. And the MGs. Coffee Cats. <laughs> I really hope that the Coffee
0: Cats are like a group of people who listen to the podcast. Oh, together. that'd be amazing.
1: That's what of my that would be one of my dreams come true, is like Right? Bunch of people sitting around drinking uh, beer or wine or coffee and just sensibly chuckling to themselves throughout <laughs> our podcast. Uh, and then uh, last but not least, Aaron from the Alexandria Archives podcast.
0: Sweet. Hello, so, Aaron. And shout out to thee.
1: Yeah, and, and check out uh, that podcast if you'd like. Uh, good uh, uh, storytelling in the Lovecraftian vein. Uh, but uh, they've built a little world up there and uh, I've listened to a few episodes good stuff um very very fun and uh and thanks to Aaron for uh, for being a long time listener and supporter of the podcast big supporter right
0: uh now uh flora that concludes our listener mails and shout outs but as promised and I almost forgot I have a debt to society
1: oh man yeah. well we both do but yeah I you had got let off I you I, got,
0: I you got sprung you got <laughs> Can sprung out of jail, ass. I,
1: yeah, it was bailed out by listener Alyssa. My My charge was uh, that I said to burn ticks off and that that's spreading misinformation. Yeah, Alyssa listened to the episode and said there was no mention of burning off ticks. And uh, listener Robert said burning was how to remove puns, which is accurate. And that, yeah, that is true. Burn and, those off. and there was a re- re-lawyering from uh, Nadia Said it was before puns. It was it was the setup to puns, talking about puns. I wasn't talking about ticks. And you do want to burn puns. You want to burn them like you as as you would a spider. As so you with
0: the house the spider was in. Easier, <laughs>
1: right? I don't. I'm gonna have to uh, defer to your judgment, Dave.
0: Yeah. No. No. I, I sentence you a free man, free man. Uh, I don't remember what I did, but I'm going to jail for it. And uh, let's just let's just let's let's f-ing do this.
1: You have um, Forget About Dre? Yeah. All right, Dave, you're in the penalty box. Are you ready? Yeah.
0: As directed by a federal judge. Y'all know me. Still the same old G, but I've been a little boys, With with no cheese, no deals, no deals, no cheese, no wheels and no keys. No boats, no snowballs just no no skis. And mad at me cause I can afford to pay for my fan family. <laughs> Fat I family. got a couple of studios full of tracks. And I had a little <laughs> full of plaques. Hanging them up in my mouth. Be better bound down bold no these. You think you taught you smoke trees? You think you got easy ease and ice cubes and DOCs DO double Gs? And a group said mother f the police.
1: Alright, that's Shit. Oh, that that is that's good the debt is paid <laughs> nowadays everybody want to talk i've so got something to say nothing comes out with blurry
0: photos what are you talking about that was perfectly reproduced oh. you probably thought that i just played a track must be the Drake. delay on skype you don't know me <laughs> all right there you go here the, watch this flora are you ready i'm watching facebook like it five five stars on itunes uh, follow us on Twitter. Candy chat's a thing. You know it already. Patreon.com slash blurryphotos Get in there for the monthly jazz. Uh, we're going to get real drunk in March. If you pay to get in on the Jack Slap level after, say, the 5th of February, you'll be in on that. Join us. It's going to be crazy. It's probably going to be a giant shit show, but you can see it live. Also, if you don't want to do that, you can hit the donate button. You can buy shirts from us, BlurryPhotos.org, or through uh blurryphotos.threadless.com. uh we've got tons of offering uh, tons of cool stuff there i feel like i'm still in the penalty box still can't speak right um <laughs> lasting effect yeah i'm just trying to do this as fast as i can for your benefit audible
1: trial.com slash blurry photos get an Boom. audiobook uh and a month free on us thanks to the chicago podcast cooperative as always yeah
0: and uh, most importantly check out we the uh the archive the blurry photos archive podcast is up and running yep. with more episodes showing up every damn day almost flora is really uh filling that shit in most of which uh theatrically remastered for higher audio quality
1: yeah so yeah. thank you for that it's flora. Not, that's not not much higher but it's hey. some <laughs>
0: Pol- polish up them turds <laughs> so that's
1: what i'm doing yeah i'll have season 1 on there by you know in in the next week or so
0: perfect so yeah all that stuff is back there uh check it out uh you guys are glorious thank you as ever for uh for listening and uh enjoying the ride
1: that's right thanks uh just 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 thanks just like thanks for putting up with us and (laughs) and i hope we can entertain you and teach you more so than than we get on your nerves that's that's all i can hope for that's right because we love you all we're all family so for this episode of Blurry Photos, I've been the Viscera Vat David Flora. <laughs> and
0: I have been the undisputed Pac-Man champion of Level 3, Dave Stecco.
1: don't want to mess with any of those Level 4s, though.
0: <laughs> no, they know where
1: I am. <laughs> Bring it.
0: Flora, what does "dumb" stand for?
1: Uh, deep Underground Military Bi- Bye.